Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Imelda, grateful compulsive overeater, um, and recovering just one day at a time. Um, I will start off. My number is 626-205-8617, Pacific time. I'm in L.A. You could call or text anytime. Okay, so I will begin. You know, when I get asked, to speak on meetings, I never know what I'm going to say. I don't re I don't rehearse. I don't um, you know write a story. Um, I don't do any of that. I do check in with my higher power though, and I always ask him to equip me and to show me how to be of service. And, you know, for me, years back when I used to come on and when I used to be asked to be a speaker, audience was really big for me. That was very important for me. It was for my ego anyways. Because the bigger the audience, the better. And to fast forward, in recovery, when I speak, It's not even about me. I'm just telling the story about God. What God has done. I'm telling God's work. What God has done for me, what I cannot do alone. And that's what the story is about. It's about God. So having that said... Um, you know, I, uh, been around for not a very long, long time, right? I'm not talking like 20 or 30 years and up. I'm talking 14 years in. And even with that time in, I still feel like a newcomer every single day, you know? And when... They um, say, do we have any newcomers on the line? Press star one to unmute so that we can welcome you. Many of the times I want to unmute and say, here I am. I'm a newcomer. Because in reality for me, regardless of the time I have in, whether I have one hour, 30 days, 90 days, 180 days, I'm still a newcomer. Every single day is a daily reprieve. I get to start all over again. All over. Even if you're returning, those returnees, those people that that um, are currently practicing their old behavior, I need to hear that. I need to hear all of it because I need to remember where I was and why I'm here and why it is that I'm on here speaking. And um, I I will say, too, because I don't know who's on the line exactly. And, you know, if you're new or it's your first time hearing me speak, I don't know. But... 
at one time, for those that don't know, what brought me here to OA was because I, I needed to lose weight. You know, that was my only reason, my primary reason. But little did I know what I was in for. I came in at 366, but my top weight was 40, 436 because I started with Weight Watchers. So I had already lost approximately 70 pounds. And um, so when I got my first sponsor here, my first sponsor was okay with the food plan that I had. Now, Weight Watchers, for those that know, they go by points. And so what I used to do was that I used to save so many points so I can have my treats. But think about it. There are only so many treats in the box. There's only like about 10. And they're little. To me, they're very little. I mean, one little bar is for one tooth. Think about it. How many teeth I have didn't cover. So I used to buy several boxes. I had the points. And I didn't know that I was a sugar addict. I'm a compulsive overeater, sugar addict. But I, it, Weight Watchers then didn't tell me that that's, that's what I I had. That's what I was. That I had an illness. We just talked about how to lose the weight. And that was good enough for me because that was my only reason why I joined Weight Watchers. And so I joined Weight Watchers. I got my first sponsor and I worked with her. I don't remember if she fired me or I fired her, but... I started to bounce around from sponsor to sponsor. And um and I I I worked a different ways. And um as I was moving along more and more, I was learning more about how my life was also unmanageable. How my eating disorder affects my life. Um my relationships. When I first started OA, I was married. He was always a problem. Um, with everybody. You know, I was in conflict with And if someone told me one thing, you better hold on because I'm going to give you two back. And if you gave me two, I was going to give you five. And so I was always up for a challenge. And in recovery, I practice all contrary behavior, and that takes practice. It's always easier said than done. It takes work. And coming back this time, because part of my story are relapses. Now, For some people, the word relapse sounds very harsh, almost like it doesn't exist. But in reality, it does. Now, I could tweak it or smooth it out or paint it a different way, however you want. But I can't change what it is. It is what it is. And that's what it looks like when I'm in in relapse is that I've checked out. I'm not available to anybody. And I lost sight of higher power. I can't hear his calling. I don't know how to pause. I don't know how to be of service. Um, I'm bad mouth. 
Um, I'm running on fear, on self-will, ego, pride, you name it. I've experienced all the bedevilment. That's relapse. Now, in recovery, I begin to experience the promises, the nine-step promises. So it all depends what side of the spectrum I want to be on. They both take work. They, 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 take, they take work. You know, I didn't get to 436 pounds overnight. No, no, that took work. That took a lot of work, a lot of dedication. Well, so does recovery. It's no different. And just like in, in, in relapse, I'm willing to go to any length and, and travel and go to south of the border because over there I'm going to get authentic Mexican food. Well, it's no different in recovery. I have to be willing to go to any length and to travel. And, but it's more rewarding. It's not, my life today is not as complicated. So it all starts with me. It's, it's a decision. It's making a decision. And just how big is my desire to want to stop? Well, coming back this time, this last time, two, you know, two years ago, it's been, my desire was very big. Because in the past years, I thought I had hit bottom. Because bottom to me was gaining weight, you know. But this time, I experienced much more than that. All sorts of uh, all sorts of things. My health now was in jeopardy, you know. And that's not good. Um, I, I, I didn't have a relationship with my mother with my siblings, you know, with a couple of neighbors and things like that. And so when I came back, I called on my sponsor, and that was the first thing I said, you know, is that I need you to help me. And um, he said, fine. And he told me, you know, I sponsor no different. He said, you already know what to do. And I, I began to follow directions. And one thing he told me, and I'll, ne- I'll never forget, and that is something that I do share with sponsees, you can't be part of the solution because you're the problem. So you need to stay out of the way. You need to abandon your old ideas and follow direction now. You know? And I was so willing to do that because it scared me tremendously where I was. It was something I had never experienced before because each relapse is different it's not the same it's not the same lesson it's not the same experience it's different and it gets harder it gets harder to come back to the center things and that's where I need to be is in the center because in the center is where my higher power is I need to be right there aligned with him And so I began to work the steps, and he told me, you need to get clean and abstinent, and you stay that way 1 through 12. 
And he's a sponsor that I have that he doesn't work the steps in two to four weeks. That's not how it works. Each step took took approximately a month. I was so desperate that that's fine. I was willing to do it. But when I started to do it, because it's so difficult to detox and to hold tight, you know, and and feel what you're feeling because everything's going to come up to the surface. Are you kidding? And so it did. And I remember telling him, you know what, I, I, I want to work this faster. And he said, no. He said, trust the process. You need to trust me, he said. If you don't trust me, then all bets are off. He said, it, you're going to feel things from the very start. That's a given. But it'll get better. Everything will begin to fall in place. That was something I almost want to say that I, I, I just couldn't see it happen, at least not fast enough, you know. I, I wanted to get better quick, but you see, that's my mentality of an addict too, is that I don't know how to do slow. I move fast. I think fast. I give an answer fast. I want things done fast. I want a, a quick response. I want that's how I move. What's this thing about patience, about pausing, about this intuition? No. So all this that I do today, it's practice. Every single day I practice it. Do I get it perfect? No, I don't get it perfect. But I remain abstinent no matter what. That is something that I have to, is not use my substance. Do I feel like I'm starving? No. As an addict, yes. Especially at the very beginning, oh, my God, I'm going to feel like horny or mean. But that's my addict mentality. In reality, I'm not starving. Starving are people like over there in other countries that you see on TV or whatever, where kids are dying, those are starving. But not me, a compulsive overeater. I'm not starving. I'm not dying. I'm not going to die if I stay abstinent just 24 hours. You know, five minutes. Five minutes, all right, good. On page 188 in the big book, it says the the next um, question on page 188 in the fourth edition, the next question they asked was, you can quit 24 hours, can't you? I said, yes. Sure, anybody can do that. 24 hours, they said. That's what we're talking about, just 24 hours at a time. That sure did take a load off of my mind. Every time I started thinking about drinking, I would think of the long, dry years ahead without having a drink. But this idea of 24 hours, that it was up to me, from then on was a lot of help. And to me, that's one day at a time. That's how I do it today, just one day at a time. That's what I signed up for this time around. Where do I get my strength from to get through the day? It's from God. I ask God, loan me the strength. Show me how to live. Show me how to do life. Show me. Because at age 55, that I am today, I just turned in September, 
I'm barely learning how to do life, you know, in recovery. So there's a lot for me to learn. But let me tell you what it's like for me today. So that relationship with my mother has been restored. Uh, Just um, the other day, my mom told me something about a health issue. My mom's 80, 83, 83. 80. She's 80. She will be 80 on the 8th of, no- of this month, in fact, 80. She was telling me about a, uh, it's a heart problem. It has to do with her heart. Now, that's something that could have thrown me off easy, but it didn't. Instead, I just listened, and I just thought, I know she has God. She does. The God of her understanding. I just keep doing what I have to keep doing. My focus is on my higher power. And sometimes my higher power has to call me, hey, Imelda, over here. I'm over here, Imelda. That happens. You know, I I, I know he even laughs too because I veer off. But then I come back. I come back quickly. I can do that today, but because I practice it a lot. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of willingness. Like I always said, that willingness is an inside gig. I've always said, I don't care how good a sponsor may be, or your sponsor is, or my sponsor, that's an inside gig. Nobody can give you that. That comes from within. So my desire to stop was very big. And that relationship with my mother got restored. And I and I build on that. It has to keep growing. Today I work. I work and they, they're called providers. That's a type of work that's totally different of what I'm used to, I've always been used to doing. I've always been into sales, money, volume, production. You got to move fast. Sometimes I've been on commission that if I don't work, well, guess what? There's no check. But the type of work I do today is about a life, someone's life. Either because a person has multiple sclerosis or my last recipient was on hospice or this other one has dementia or this other one has, you name it. But that's reality. And today, I get to do that in recovery, how I get to extend my hand out in my heart. And I do it. Sometimes I still have my days, don't get me wrong. I'm far from being. But I have my days, and today was a day where different little stuff was, was creeping up. And I reached out to a few people. Did they answer? Nobody answered. I, I use that tool telephone that I find to be very effective. It didn't work. I left a message for one or two. I text one person. And finally, um, I, I just vent on the last one, you know. But I knew, okay, my sponsor wasn't available. I thought, all right, well, let me check with the main sponsor. Who's that, God? That's what I did, you know. But that's what I mean, is that I had to keep clearing the path in my day. One more 
thank you. When discrepancies come up, you know, that are on my path, I have to keep pushing them aside, kind of like sweeping. I have a broom on me, you know, and, um, and doing service. The prayer meditation, you know. Service is very good. It's key. For me, it is anyways, and I'll wrap up that. It's very good, and there, even in service, there has to be balance because of the ego. That's why. That ego constantly, I have to be deflating it. So I have to be careful with, when it comes to service, too, when it's good to slow down or just back off now and pass it on to a newcomer and give them the opportunity now. So I will pass with that. I'm a grateful compulsive overeater. Having all that said, no matter what, and I do it just one day at a time. My name is Imelda. I'm a grateful compulsive overeater. My number again is 626-205-8617. Pacific time, I'm in L.A. You could call or text anytime. Hold on one second. And so the topic for tonight is service. What have you done today for your recovery regarding service? And I will pass. Thank you.